Welcome to the Proletarian Contrarian, the leftist podcast dedicated to the reevaluation of all your favorite crappy films. I'm Nick. I'm Lewis. And uh, today we have yet another guest. Uh, we are we are just we're just ramming these out. Where we've got so many guests lately. Yeah, uh, we have with us today T. How's it going? Hey, uh, it's going good because um, we have yet another film to add to our Procon Pantheon. <laughs> <laughs> Pantheon, indeed. Um, <laughs> yeah, T, do you want to explain uh, what we're uh, discussing today? We are going to discuss the Clash of the Titans remake uh, from back in 2010. <laughs> um, truly, uh, it's hard to describe. It's truly a, a magnificent <laughs> epic. Uh, very, very of its time, too. Oh, my yeah, God, that, yes. that's for sure. Yeah. Um, not i've never seen the original um, i might want to at some point just because this piqued my interest but um yeah this movie has intense beginning of the decade energy um <laughs> just in all ways from 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 the cast to the to the memification to the to the way that like the the action and the cgi was shot it's all it's it, it took me back yeah for sure i mean and the star right sam worthington like fuck was- <laughs> <laughs> only in 2010 could we consider sam worthington a star um oh, yeah. and you know avatar, i mean he's, he's right? coming back he's, he's coming back for the sequel supposedly yeah the avatar sequels yeah no i think he's going to be in literally every avatar sequel <laughs> and he was in the uh the unabomber series uh from uh on netflix oh, yes. he plays the fbi agent that uh becomes uh he gets uh ted pilled that's incredible Amazing holy shit yeah rules. that's that. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking procon series <laughs> who plays the actual unabomber in that series oh fuck i don't know um it's I, I i have no idea but it's excellent if you are you know it's very much yeah. you know ted times we live in just craziness <laughs> um yes. so it's definitely that's definitely timely as well <laughs> shit that's incredible yeah i'll have to check that out um this movie was directed by uh i always say his name as lewis because that is also my name but more i think about it, it might be louis louis letier because he's french um, it has to be yeah our audience might know him as the director of the incredible hulk film uh obviously not the ang lee film but the one after that right uh which was supposed to be kind of the course correction after the ang lee film and uh it's <laughs> That that movie's that movie's actually fascinating because like MCU is notorious for like everything is canon like we have to like every everything we we have this like Wikipedia level accuracy of like all the continuity and the connections between all the movies but they really go out of their way to forget that one oh yeah mm-hmm. it's never referenced like they 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 even like tease the uh, Hulk uh, villain the leader at the end of that movie and like yep. just never comes back. I guess they bring back General Ross, and that's yeah, about it. that's true. They do bring back General Ross. Um, but yeah, Letier also directed the first two Transporter films, uh, that Magician's Heist film, Now You See Me. Amazing. He didn't that's do another Procon two, movie. Yeah, that's, that's a Procon movie if I ever saw one, for sure. And he actually, and I like this one a lot, he did the Dark Crystal uh, Netflix prequel series. Oh, no. Hmm. Yeah, it's good. Is it? Yeah, I was surprised. I t- yeah, yeah I, I don't know anything about it. Just I know I know based on Louis's recommendation here. Um. <laughs> I tr- I tried watching it. And I, like I wasn't 
I saw like maybe one or two episodes and I, I really wasn't feeling it. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Like the first, I would say the first couple, maybe the first three, I was like, I was I was willing to give up. But um, I was watching with my wife. She's like, come on, give it a chance. You always never give a, a show a chance. I was like, fine, I'll keep going. <laughs> uh, and I, it was it actually gets a lot better. Huh, yeah, so I okay. I recommend it. Um, it's uh, that it's a it's definitely a show of our times too. Like it has uh, mm. some interesting class analysis. Definitely. Oh shit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and if there's one thing about class analysis is that this movie that we are about to discuss, I mean, class analysis is one side of it. There's also a profound, like you can, basically this is, a, would be good fodder for someone I think who was alive in like the first half of the 20th century who thinks like Freud and Marx explained everything. You, you could definitely do like a, a, an analysis based on sexual pathology and and class politics. I, I maintain you can. Oh yeah, hell no, yeah, that, for that's... sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I can just run us through the the notable cast members here really quickly. Um, Emphasis on notable. It is insane. This it's, it's it's wild. It, it's such a. Go, sorry, go ahead, T. Sorry. No, I was just saying. I was just agreeing. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy. It's 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 like. There are legit actors here. There are like 2010 era meme actors here. It's it's all here. So we have Sam Worthington, Liam Neeson, Ralph Fiennes, Jason Fleming, Gemma Arterton, Alexa Davalos, Mads Mikkelsen, Luke Evans, Liam Cunningham, Hans Matheson, Ashraf Barham, Mulud Akur, Ian White, Nicholas Holt, Pete Postlewaite, and Danny Houston. Wild. Amazing. <laughs> it's, it's Even like Nicholas Holt, who is like at the start of his career he yes. just plays like a throwaway guy who dies and it's like okay you get a pretty big name actor for that and they acted the shit out of this too like yes liam, <laughs> liam neeson you know really was he, they all were trying so fucking hard yeah him and ray fines are great they also look identical in this movie <laughs> They look very similar and i yeah. I, I, I assume that's intentional um yep uh, down to like the, the exact way like their hair is quaffed and their their beards um but of course liam neeson playing zeus he's the light side and, and ralph fines playing hades is the dark side um but yeah they, and they have they're pretty good chemistry they work well off of each other i do like how um fake and they look just kind of like pasted into every scene yes um and and that kind of like this is skipping ahead to like the analysis a little bit but like, like that kind of like overtly garish like cgi it, it kind of works in like a vulgar artor way like oh this is how this is, this is how the gods would have appeared to the ancient greek peasant so of course they would look fake it's like hmm. that that's just being really generous that's just being really generous that, yeah i was about to say that is that is you are you're being very kind to those to the choice to make zeus kind of blurry Yes, yes. His, his overexposed armor. Yeah. Oh man, I I really love the armor. Uh, I was I was rewatching some clips of the original film, and you know they just do um, kind of you know the Greek robes, uh, the togas mm. uh, for basically every every character, gods, humans, whatever. They all wear togas. Um, but uh, yeah, to have these characters of at least Neeson and uh, Danny Houston as Poseidon have like this shining armor that you can barely stare at 
Um, yep. I think that was that was an interesting choice, and it distinguishes itself enough from the original. But um, I don't know. I still prefer the original film. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, sure. The original is a classic. Come on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the this movie was made for 125 million. Uh, definitely made it back, and then some at 493.2 million. Um, not a huge smash, but certainly successful. Um, the tomato meter is th- this is like classic proletarian contrarian sweet spot. Twenty seven percent for the critics, forty percent for the audience. That th- that's like as perfect as mm. a spread that I had in mind when we made the show. <laughs> that's like yeah. that that is this th- this is the content we look for in the show. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. You know, critics hate it, fans are blah about it. Yeah, uh, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised like anybody saw this movie in 2010, honestly. Like, I mean, I guess there's like a little bit of an appetite for Greek stuff because of 300. Um, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know who like gives a shit about Clash of the Titans. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I do and yeah. he does uh, and some like film nerds do uh, and maybe some boomers. But like, I don't know. That's it's a small spread still. And they're the type of people who would have been annoyed with the idea of a remake, too. Right. Like, I was annoyed that there was a remake when it came out. I didn't want to see this movie. I'm a normie at heart. So, like, when I found out (laughs) there was a a remake, I was fucking excited as hell. I was like, hell yeah. Let's bring (laughs) it the fuck on. Let's do this. I want want trash. (laughs) Give me the trash. (laughs) So they they Uh, made this film for you, then. Exactly. Yes, they absolutely did. Uh, They... I, I honestly I did not look up the amount of money it made and I am fucking shocked. I I would have it's the kind of movie that like it, I would have expected to would have cost like a half a billion dollars and made back like 10 grand. Like it has that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> it has that energy for sure. No, it's a, the fact that it made almost half a million at the box office is very surprising. Um, um I, I I think you're both forgetting like one of the chief uh reasons that this did so well it it was that fucking release of kraken meme oh, oh yeah it, it legitimately was that 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 meme blew up i i don't know how planned it was on the part of the people making this movie but like for whatever reason when i was in college just every dipshit just people people would like yell that at parties people would like people would make me people would make memes it, it was like um this is sparta for 300 right right which is funny because like that's from the second Pirates film, right? Like, release the Kraken. The Kraken. Don't they say that in the second Pirates film? Isn't no, they say it in this movie. It, Zeus says it. Does he say it in this film? Yeah. Because okay. there's a he Kraken. Says, Liam, he's a- I don't know. Th- th- At some point, I stopped paying attention. I'm going to be honest. Okay, that's fair. It's fair. Um, I, oh, I, yeah, I, he does yell it. That's right. And, like, the eagle flies by. And, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there is a Kraken in the second two parts of the. Mainly the first one. Or mainly the second one, because he it's dead in the third one but um davy jones does have a kraken and that's how he like eats ships does he say the words release the kraken i i don't know but like the inflection in the way it became memefied is 100 percent from this it movie was from this movie. like okay that because you know how like they would do like impact font memes back in the yeah, day yeah. jesus i just like a fucking boomer right now just describing <laughs> describing the old meme meme <laughs> methods um but yeah, no, just back in my day. <laughs> back in my day, memes we used impact font. Uh, but yeah, no, it was just you'd see like the the Liam Neeson Zeus 
with release the kraken yeah okay this is all flooding back to me now okay <laughs> it's funny i really just watched this movie five minutes ago and i'm like <laughs> is this dialogue said in this film it's not a movie where you go for the dialogue that's for sure oh sure Sure. Uh, speak for yourself. I think the <laughs> writing was clearly, you know, at an advanced level. It, you know, it was deeply informed by ancient Greek mythology and, uh, you know, a classic movie from 1981. You know, it, the the culture is it is it is a high culture film. Come on, come on. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, you know, again, it, the fact that like they they made this movie. Uh, like in in 2010, uh, does I I feel like they were kind of giving the audience a little more credit, you know, than maybe the audiences do. Like they actually thought the audience would want to see a remake of a 1981 film. Like they were they're kind of supposing that like the audience, the 2010 audience, like had some cultural memory of the original and wanted to see an update for modern times. So like. In some way, this is actually high art. <laughs> I mean, are, are they wrong though? Like that, it did decently at the box office, I, and like it, right. it, 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 it got a sequel. I, right. Yeah. I guess I'm I'm just like floored by it. I just like I don't know. I really the, once I saw the box office numbers, like all of my preconceived notions of this film went out the window. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Um, I did not it. <sighs> I think it helps, like like you said, that you know, three hundred had been out, like that had been that was in the ether. You know, three hundred is still something that you know, uh, dumb guys you know like to uh, call back to. The fact oh, yeah. that they made Zeus God and Hades the devil, and Perseus is clearly Jesus, I think also <laughs> made it palatable yes. to people. Um, yes, one hundred percent. It's it's that classic American film thing. Of, of doing that, of taking the Greek myths and kind of pushing them into, like, like the Bible categories. Because uh, yep. Hades isn't, like, necessarily evil. I mean, if anything, Zeus is far more evil than Hades yes. in Greek myths. But, like, in this, like, Zeus kind of cares about people or, like, he's, like, a jealous lover, which is bizarre. Yes. So, I mean, I guess that made it palatable to people. People could see that and be like, oh, well, that makes sense. You know, Zeus is like God and, you know, oh, Perseus is Zeus's son. You know, it makes sense. He's the son of God. Hades is the devil. The underworld's like hell, all that shit. So that made it palatable, I guess, because, yeah. and, and they definitely gloss over Zeus's own, you know, it's a movie, obviously. I'm, I'm being a nerd about this, but I mean, we see it over and over again with depictions of like Greek myths greek stories uh they definitely recast it in a in a biblical guise yeah that's yeah. that's what was really interesting about this film for me like i don't remember much of the original but i remember it having more of that greek mythological flavor where you know it's not about exactly good versus evil it's like kind of this this these this proxy war between these you know uh, malevolent gods just kind of playing with you know uh, their human pawns um, and in the original like they actually have like little clay pawns that they play with on Mount Olympus and they put them on this board and they're moving them around um, and we only see that a little bit here 
Um, they're 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 literally playing Age of Mythology. Yeah, they're literally playing <laughs> Age of Mythology. Um, but in this one, yeah, it, it really is recast in in a more yeah biblical Christian uh, yeah mold. So I didn't even think about that. That's uh, yeah. It's it's a classic case I would think of um, bowdlerization, um, which is like the process of making kind of edgier, making making controversial or or edgier or questionable content more family friendly um just like kind of making zeus not essentially a, a serial rapist and like and and turning hades into le- less of like a nuanced figure into literal satan um definitely becomes more like christianized um yeah although like we still see zeus as a rapist like there is the zeus rapist right. scene in this movie yes <laughs> um but he, he, like the way it's presented it's like oh he owned that guy yeah, yeah it's yeah. not like it's, it's not like uh, he, he just raped a woman it's like and that definitely gets into like a, a very important quality in terms of like analyzing this movie is the profound sexual pathology at work like there's a lot of it's again remember what this means is that the premise of the movie starts with a cucking essentially yes. so yes. that's something to think about the fact that uh like something i noticed and we i mentioned this you know a little bit earlier uh you know the fact that the the way this movie is definitely for ass lovers uh and I, again i mentioned this it's like the everybody's wearing a short skirt which is cool i'm, I'm definitely in favor of short skirts i'm definitely in favor of asses of you know of all kinds it's cool it's whatever and just like the camera work makes it so that like whenever they're leaping around, like you get little flashes of thigh from from everyone. Yes. Like you see a lot of Sam Worthington. If he was not wearing, oh, yeah. if he was not wearing underwear, you would see his his nuts swinging around multiple times in the movie. And it's 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 so many times that it almost seems like a deliberate choice. Uh, yep. <laughs> which I mean, okay, cool. That's that's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, people were saying that there was an edit of Cats, the movie, where like there were cat assholes. Well, uh-huh. I want to see the edit of this movie where there's everybody's swinging dick. Yes, we need we need a we need a cinnamons uh, cinnamons cinnamons uh, ding for lack of nutshots. <laughs> <laughs> lack of nutshots and verisimilitude because in the Greek they wouldn't wear underwear. Blah 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 blah. That's right. That's right. Um. So shall shall we get into it? Shall we dive into the uh? the goodness here um yes so th- this is essentially th- this like the original is essentially um a retelling a modernized retelling of the myth of perseus um and he he's the one that finds he, he goes to slay the the medusa he meets pegasus uh, he meet, he gets married to andromeda the princess um well actually not really not in the movie that's kind of why it's like a, a retelling i would say um but yeah we we get it we, we get like a I'm going to reference Age of Mythology a bunch in this episode, but we get like an Age of Mythology-esque introduction where the voiceover um, is like, oh, the gods and the titans, and we, we get a rundown of how the gods overthrew their parents, the titans. Yeah, what pissed me off, though, is that, and this is, again, where it recasts everything in, in the more Christian and in biblical sense, is that Hades creates the Kraken, and I believe in the original, the Kraken is like one of Poseidon's creatures, which makes sense because he's the ocean god. In the original, the there is no kraken. The kraken kraken is a Norse mythological beast. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not in the well in the original movie, yes, but yeah, like from movie. mythology. The, the, this bugs the shit out of me. The fact that the the kraken is from Norse mythology. Yeah. Um, 
the actual monster i think is um is cetus where the term uh Cetusian, like for whales comes from oh, it's okay. a big it's a big like it's a big snake dragon um but yeah in in the 1981 movie it, it yeah they, they did it change it there. to kraken yeah. yeah i mean i get it like it's probably a term people were familiar with but uh yeah but yeah so here like hades creates the kraken to kill the titans like i guess chronos and all those all those guys right yeah Rhea and oranos i guess um, yeah but yeah so that we get we get like this little like oh look at this it, it is cool that they they show this through the stars it's like the constellations remind us because the greeks created the constellations and everything um and then we get pete possewife yes he's a fish he's a fisherman yes he's great um oh the yeah. wolves. Uh, he, he it's always fun to see him the it, it's so weird because like the only other thing i really know him from is the lost world he's just like one of the better actors in that movie <laughs> he's just yeah. like i don't know this is almost um, like one of his last movies too i think um i, th- I think it may have been it, his last movie damn this or inception i forget when inception came out but he's like the old guy who same they go into his dream oh, i didn't even remember yeah. that he was an in inception that's wild yeah, because he's mostly in a bed. Like he doesn't do anything. <laughs> hmm. He's mostly asleep. Um, yeah, he he's Cillian Murphy's dad, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he oh he was in the town as well, and he was also in a 2011 movie called Killing Bono. Oh sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the classic Killing Bono. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, Pete uh, Pete Possewife, fisherman. He finds uh, Perseus kind of in a, like a Moses situation because um. Perseus and his mom are, are in this coffin, um, and when he pulled, he, the mom's already dead, but the the baby's alive. So, um, kind of classic monomyth: uh, the the orphan, the orphan hero, is raised by a kindly old family. Um, and then we jump ahead, like I think, what, like twenty years? Because we, we yeah. yeah, we see Perseus, and oh, all of a sudden he's Sam Worthington. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's Sam Worthington. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sam Worthington's one of those guys like he, he's not awful it's just I he can't really carry a movie I I don't know I disagree I think he's pretty terrible because I mean can you I mean what movies is he in that he they it should have been The Rock in this movie let's keep it real here it should have been The Rock oh shit that would have that would have that would be good they I mean if, if they did want to create like a, a 2010s era um greek greek mythology cinematic universe kind of thing they already had the rock i I, didn't the rock play hercules he did yeah around this time too yeah he i i I never saw it i just remember like publicity material where he's wearing like a lion hood (laughs) yeah yeah he he kills the anemian lion um oh cool i think he goes through like all the 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 tasks or whatever they're called that's cool yeah yeah i mean i i can see it he's he's a good pick to be fucking be fucking hercules um so then we get, where are we at in the movie? Um, well, Sam Worthington's grown up. This introduced. This is kind of like the inciting incident. What we get to next, where he, him, and his family are fishermen. They're on their their fishing skiff, and they see uh, on, on the cliffside this gigantic statue of Zeus um, that is 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 being destroyed by some soldiers. Um, right, and we right. we are made to believe that. Um, I guess it's uh, the the uh, aristocracy of Ar- the city of Argos is waging war with the gods or trying to wage war with the gods. 
right um and uh basically the 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 statue goes down some demons come out and uh the the fishing ship uh uh sinks and uh his family dies but he he's he survives perseus survives Right, yeah, uh, and this introduces some. It, it's kind of postmodern, like the idea that the gods depend upon upon humans for worship to survive, because like it, it we're we're told explicitly by Zeus and Hades um, that they they need mortals um, to either fear or worship them as as like that's how they eat, like that like that's how they survive. That is exactly how the game Age of Mythology is played out. You uh... <laughs> yes. You need favors. Uh, you need your villagers to pray at the temples. Faith is a faith is a fungible resource in age in this in this world, uh, just like in age of mythology. It all all leads all roads lead back to age of mythology for us. It's true. T, are you familiar with that game, Age of Mythology? I am not familiar with the game. Actually, I am not hip. I'm sorry. That's okay. Oh, man. oh it's not for it, hip. We're, we're it's not, not hip for either, hip people. Please. No, it's it's. So if you're familiar at all with the Age of Empires series of video games, the uh, strategy games, this was an offshoot of that where uh, you played in ancient times, and you could be the Greek civilization, the Norse civilization. Uh, the Egyptian civilization, and then in the expansion packs, you can be the Chinese and the Atlantean civilizations. Oh, Atlantean. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yes. The the real the real uh, historical culture. Yeah, the real of the historical culture of the Atlanteans. Uh. <laughs> it's fun though. It, it, it's it's like normal Age of Empires, but you get you can like make Medusas and and Cyclopses, and you get you get magic powers from the gods. I definitely dig that. Yeah, yeah, it's it, fun. It's a really fun game. Um, it's it's how Lewis and I really got close first in college. We we were like in a we were part of like a bigger friend group, and um, one of us happened to mention Age of Mythology, and then we just started playing it multiplayer. Again. Yeah, it was it's, great. I mean, it was kind of the 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 dying age of playing uh, real time strategy games online. Uh, I think yep. we had to use like a proxy server eventually we to play. We, we it. couldn't even we couldn't even play it like yeah. the real way. Yeah, the Microsoft server like closed. <laughs> no shit huh yeah yeah it's uh it's a fun game it's uh but that's neither here nor there uh we just had to nerd out about that for a second <laughs> well it's it's relevant it's, it's like relevant. pro con the primordial origins of procon and uh and relevant to the movie at that at, at hand now. yes yes it is interesting uh, though that uh that they do that the gods are essentially dependent on humanity that but humanity and I guess this this is actually weirdly accurate for, you know, Greek, you know, mythic and religious thinking is that like the humans don't they don't love the gods. They don't they're not right. They're not uh, it. There's nothing that has nothing to do with like love or forgiveness or anything like that. You know, even if they do pray to Zeus, they're afraid of him because what do the gods right. do? They just ruin their lives like from from birth to death. And in this movie, death comes quick. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I should have watched the original Clash of the Titans. It's also on Netflix before, but I, yeah, I don't really remember like what the the main conflict is. But I thought this is this was interesting, and I and and this added to you know just the idea of making a remake and, and retelling the story. Um, that it's 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 more about like humans versus gods. I where I, I believe the first one is more like gods versus gods, um, via their their proxies on Earth. So uh, yeah, uh, no, this 
I perked up when I when they started doing this like attacking dethrone the god stuff. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also thematic to kind of like Greek mythology in general because um, the gods, of course, and we get this in the movie, the gods overthrew their parents, the Titans. Um, so it's kind of like this, just the next step on the cycle of like for the forebears uh, or the, the descendants of, um, of of those in power, like will seek to overthrow them like inevitably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, back to the move, back to the plot itself, I guess. We go to the city of Argos, um, where the king and queen they're they're just having like a party because and, and then the soldiers come back, uh, and they're like, oh yeah, we we knocked over a statue and most of our soldiers died, but we're, we're back and hey, we're we're winning this this power struggle with the gods, but then who should show up but Ralph Fine as uh, Lucifer himself? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I mean Hades. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh he he's good he's um. He has like these bat wings and, and shadow powers. He he's kind of like a cross between like a Nazgul and um and I don't know, like a Dementor from Harry Potter or um I don't know if either one of you ever saw Aragon, that shitty dragon movie. Hmm, no. I'm aware of it, but I haven't seen it. Is he the John it, Malkovich character? No, not John, not John Malkovich, but like the the Darth Vader the Darth Vader figure in that movie. Oh, okay. Like, just bat bat uh aesthetics and like smoke and like appears in a flash of sulfur i just i just get the same vibes i got um, like heavy like dracula vibes like yeah uh, yeah yeah both the francis ford coppola dracula and then there was that other dracula movie they made like five six years ago that did really poorly <sighs> at the box office that we will also review one day on this like, podcast like dracula origins or something yeah dracula unbound it had some stupid fucking title <laughs> so dracula stupid. unhinged not dracula 2000 dracula. No, but that's another one we have to do. That one yes. looks incredible. Is that the Wesley Snow? Is Wesley Snipes in that one? I don't think so. Um, I don't think it's so. the one with one of the goofiest Dracula explanations that I've ever seen in movies. Which I I don't know. If, I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> I look forward to it. Yeah, it's um, it's been on my list for for a while. It's we could do. Like a whole month of just terrible Dracula. Yeah, October's stories. coming up. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we'd be stepping on the toes of uh, Leslie Lee the Third and and Jamie though with their vampire podcast. Right, vampire, vampire castle. castle. So. <laughs> um, we will though. We'll. I mean, we'll, we'll have to do some kind of vampire stuff at some point. Um, but yeah, Hades, Hades is as we as we were saying earlier, much eviler and more sinister than than he actually was in Greek mythology. Um. And in keeping with that, he he kills the queen. He he does like a he does like a Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade style. Ages her really quickly um, to kill her because because she she dares to not respect the gods the way that, to the degree that they should. Uh, and he lays a curse on the city of Argos. He says, if you don't if you don't sacrifice the the princess Princess Andromeda, um, I'm going to summon the crack. I'm going to release the kraken and destroy Argos. The I think the most interesting thing about like this scene in general, the introduction to Argos is the class stratification of like of Argos, mm. right? Because it should also be mentioned the reason the movie goes to Argos is because uh, Perseus is brought there by uh, Argos soldiers who find him um, in the wreckage of his family's ship. Which is you know that's kind of like your first tip off that this is just confused because why would they why would soldiers bring like some nondescript fishermen? Uh, into the 
right into the court where yes. they're having a party. Like, it makes no sense. It's not... Because in that scene, you know, after Hades is, you know, doing his Voldemort thing, like, which, you know, surprise, surprise, same guy. Um, That's right. <laughs> uh, doing his thing. Uh, he, like, he... There's this just very cheesy moment where he's like, where he mentions, you know, uh, that Perseus is the son of Zeus. It's like, and your father, or something along those lines. Yeah. It would have made sense right. for them to take him to the king if they had heard that before, not not uh, before they got him to the palace, rather than, you know, bringing him to the palace, and then that dramatic moment that happens, and then they find out right. he's a demigod, and then everybody starts freaking out. It's just very strange. Right. No, you're right. Like, it, it, it is out of order, and I thought about that. I was like, "It's, it's," and it's, it's funny because like you see Perseus just like dressed like a fisherman, and you have all these soldiers around him, and you you bring him from you know the the outer edges of Argos, and all these people are just clamoring around, and then here he is in in the throne room, and it, why? Like, why would you? Why wouldn't you just like throw this guy in jail, or just like let him go about his business? Yeah, I mean it, it's like D and D brain, right? Or it's like um, it's like a video game protagonist brain. It's just like everything, like everything. If, if something happens, it has to happen when the the player character, the protagonist, is <laughs> is around to hear it. Yeah, no, this it's this movie actually does have like big video game energy. Like there's there's a line. I'm not, I'm, when he gets I'm not kidding shield. when I said yeah when I said like the age of mythology comparisons. I'm yeah. not. It's well, and maybe, RPGs too. Like it just has like a yeah yeah yeah, yeah, big yeah. RPG. Well, then maybe it. maybe Sam Worthington actually was the perfect choice to play Perseus because he's so he's so flat. Yes. He's yes. he's <laughs> such like you can kind of just impose any kind of image you want on him. Maybe maybe wow maybe the casting choice was inspired. Who damn okay there's, <laughs> there's a lot more going on here than I even fucking realized. Shit. Yeah, I wonder if that was like perhaps intentional even. They were like they're writing this movie and they're like shit, we don't even know how to write this character. Let's just get like some guy who the audience can really project themselves onto and that's about it. That's literally the idea of Avatar, right? Like this this forgettable bland white guy. He oh, now he's interesting cuz he's blue. He's a blue elf, right? <laughs> it's like <laughs> Damn. Poor Sam yeah. Worthington. He has to know. He, he seems like yeah, he has to. Well, that's why that's <laughs> okay. why in the uh, you know they chose him to. He probably wanted to be uh, the FBI agent in the uh, Netflix uh, Unabomber series because like he probably believes that now. You know, after years of being told that he ruins movies, he's like, you know what? I'm going to a fucking cabin. Fuck you all. <laughs> Amazing. Well, he's he's laughing in his cabin now because we're all in our cabins. <laughs> oh shit! That's true. Uh, so the plot continues apace. Uh, Sam Worthington, Perseus, is like, oh, I'll, I'll... He's convinced, he's dragged along at first to go... Why do they Why do they go to kill the Medusa? Like, whose idea is it again? Well, they go to... They actually don't go to kill the Medusa. They go to find the Stygian witches to tell them how to kill the Kraken. Right. They need, they need to find out how to kill the Kraken, so they need to consult with the oracles who are the Stygian witches. Um... Yeah, and and Perseus is just kind of dragged along. Yeah, they're like, "You're coming with us. You're a demigod. We need you." 
Uh, yeah, you're a demigod. You're a body. We can put in the yeah. And this is your, your meat shield, like the 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 you know the cast for the rest of the movie. So Mads Mikkelsen, he's great. He's like I oh, don't he's know, security guy, the the, the he, throne sentinel, I guess. He's he he's a he's an operator. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 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 he really is. But <laughs> Bronze Age operator. Yeah, yeah. He's he's fucking great. I think the first time we introduced him, like he smacks Sam Worthington in the face. <laughs> he does um we get beat them we meet uh we meet my wife uh gemma arterton um <laughs> she's she's io she, she's like a mortal or something yeah i don't understand i don't know I, she's it's, like a demigoddess or a goddess herself i think or something i don't know she's cursed with agelessness or something is the explanation yes, right. she gives in a conversation right. with perseus um i i also just rewatched it this morning and i've forgotten why all i know is that yeah she was cursed with agelessness yeah yeah um, um i think she's like a, she, a, a real greek mythological character i i believe in the movie she says she was she was raped by poseidon um and because she ran into athena's temple to beg for protection athena was grossed out that she was raped in her temple so she no she that's medusa that, yeah that's, that's medusa. the story from medusa Right. I don't even. Right. I don't yes. even think yes. they say. I think T's right. They just like Io says she has uh, eternal life, but uh, they leave it at You're that. Right. Yes. 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 Um, she does not appear in the second film because Gemma Arterton had no interest in being in the sequel to this movie. <laughs> I can't. I don't blame her at all. Yeah. Jesus. Um. So they're traveling. Um, oh, we we also meet Beast himself, uh, mm. Nicholas Holt. Yep, yep, yep. The the younger beast um, in the, the movies. The, uh, he, the he's boy just from like, about a boy. Yeah, he's will. like, oh, I'm I'm just a soldier. I hope to have a, a wife and family someday. Just like that's his character. <laughs> we also um, we also have two guys that are like these. They're like ethnically ambiguous characters that oh, were yeah. that were clearly supposed to be like the comic relief, but because this movie is yes. cut so strangely. They yes. don't really have a chance to be that the humor humorous characters. You know, the movie was supposed to be four hours long. Let's keep it real here. <laughs> and and they did not do that. So they like just took giant chunks, you know, and, and yeah, these yep. two characters are supposed to be funny because they have moments during they this do. adventure. And they just kinda like show up out of nowhere and Mads is like, Yeah, come along. <laughs> There's no for some reason they just invite these like two guys who say we're good at killing. Yes, they have like also like the most like stereotypical like video game weapons as well. Like the axe that they're that so one dumb. guy has it's, is like they're, they're ridiculous. They're it's not something they're, that a human being ever used in ancient Greece. They're so dumb, but it it is such a thing like a seven year old kid would draw. Yes, <laughs> like oh I'm gonna give him an axe and it has like points on the back. It's just it's so good. They're great though. Like that those kind of characters in movies like this is is like I would recommend people watch this film just for those characters. Like they have like this there's like this glimmer of the hope and like comedy that uh, like the rest of the film just doesn't have. It's it it's like it's devoid of the fun that the original film like is all about you know the the sense of like wonder and spectacle that's in the original film um what people might consider like cheesiness now um is i think why like you know it is still a classic film but this film like it's just so it's so serious it takes itself so serious um and either like you have to have more of these comedic moments 
or uh, I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't know what could make this film better. Although I will say it's not as terrible as I expected. Um, I, I think when all three of us refer to like the intense 2010 energy, um, that's what we're, that, that, that's a big thing that we're getting at that the self seriousness with which this whole movie takes itself. Um, because of, of course you don't want to go in the other direction and like overcorrect into constant Joss Whedon style quippiness like the MCU did. Um, we gotta, gotta bring out the old whipping boy for this one. <laughs> of course. Um, but like you, in, in, I don't know, just you can have some levity in this movie like that doesn't feel forced. And it, it would have gone a long way with me, at least. Yeah, but these guys are great. Uh, I think. Yeah, no, they're, they're fun. They're fun. I think it's Azal and Kuchuk. That's their names. I mean, yes, the few the few times you get a chance to uh, uh, see them. It, and that's another thing that's a theme in this movie is that you see people that like just for a few moments. So like, uh, oh, gosh, I forget his name. Who plays Poseidon? You see him for one moment. But he's like a big time guy. Oh yeah, Danny Houston. Right, yeah. right. Danny Houston, yeah. Yeah. No, it's I I don't know why he was in this movie. And and it's got to be like you said, T, like he had a larger role that was definitely cut out somewhere. It's either that or like he was literally he was filming something else at the time and he was around and what he he probably was on set for like a day probably. And it, hey, it's it's a paycheck. What well, well, stand around, wear this suit, get get like a few hundred thousand dollars just to stand there say maybe one line i think he has one line at least and he i mean he has to hold a cool trident so like i wouldn't i wouldn't pass that up if they asked me i'd do it i think the only line he says is like zeus our brother hades is correct yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and there's there's another guy in that council of the gods i to me i i don't think they named him but i'm assuming it's supposed to be apollo he's another dude who's in things yeah, Luke Luke Evans is a big name actor. He um he was really pushed as like the star of the Hobbit movies. He was Bard in the Hobbit. Mm. I think Luke um, Evans oh, is the guy he, who plays the Dracula in that Dracula. He plays movie. Dracula in Dracula 2014 Dracula Untold. Untold. I knew it was unsomething. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. It's all, it's all coming together. It's all about Luke Evans. Dracula apparently. unfortunate. <laughs> That's gonna be our title for our episode when we finally do that one. You, you're you're welcome back for that one, T, if you want. Hell Dracula, yeah, that's that's really good. Dracula, unfortunate. <laughs> um. So yeah, they they travel. Uh, one such a such a stupid thirteen year old pedant Nick Brain thing to bug me, but the main character doesn't have a cool cloak, and all the other soldiers have cloaks. Mm. Sam Worthington doesn't. That's like right. he, he's more ta- he's more tactical, I guess, but like. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even like, get the helmet from the original. Like, so in the original film, yeah. he he's like, uh, he's whisked away to an empty amphitheater, and he's given his shield, his sword, and a helmet, and the helmet makes him invisible. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a huge part of the original yeah, myth, and too. it's not it's not in here at all. Um, yeah, he just has like the stupid shaved like, again, operator tactical head head cu- haircut. And he's not wearing a cape, but like Mads gets a cool, Mad Mads has like these cool braids on his yes. head, and like he's wearing this billowing crimson cape. Like that, that's such a cooler look than uh, Sam Worthington. Uh, I'm gonna shave my head and no cape. Yeah, but again, like your your main character, your your your, yeah. your default, you know, protagonist, S- self, like self insert. Yeah, he's got to look like that. Yeah, he sets himself apart by not being cool looking. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, they 
travel into the desert and they run into uh, this character is named Calibos. Yeah. Um, who is the transmorgified individual who whose wife Zeus raped. So th- this is the cuck. This is the guy. Um, this this is the king of I forget what what kingdom, but like he was trying to overthrow the gods too. And so in an act of revenge, Zeus disguised himself as this dude and had sex with his wife. Um, thus um, conceiving Perseus. And this is the guy who also tried to kill Perseus and his wife by throwing them into the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. He like, he, he has his minions like start throwing her in the ocean and he like puts his sword up to Zeus to threaten him. And Zeus like strikes him with lightning and, and, transmogrifies him and then he like picks up he gets like superhuman strength and, and throws this the casket into the ocean and we get a, a short little uh flashback there uh he's played by just jason fleming who played uh dr jekyll and mr hyde in the leave extraordinary gentleman film hell yes okay again super 2010s energy oh, that's like right intensely. that's right holy shit yeah yeah, he's he's another British actor. I mean, this film is full of British actors. Um, I think almost everybody is British here, except like Mads Mikkelsen and Danny Houston. Danny Houston's American. Mm-hmm. Um, but Worthington, Neeson, Vines, Fleming, Arterton. Ooh, and this guy also played Azazel in X Men First Class. Oh, the the red teleportation Nightcrawler dude. Yep, yep. That's right. That's pretty cool. Um. But yeah, Calibos has a really cool look. Um, when he attacks the the soldiers, um, he kills a few. He attacks Perseus, but Perseus cuts his hand off. And he looks kind of like a Power Rangers villain, just like a very high-quality version of a Power Rangers villain. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's again, it's like his look in this film distinguishes the look of Calibos in the original enough that it's like cool and nice to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. that they just didn't copy it outright like in the original he i think he also like he's kind of like a, a pan-esque character like he has like yeah. goat legs or something um yeah. and he he's like sometimes he's played by an actor in the original and sometimes he's a ray harryhausen uh, claymation uh figure as well um but this one like yeah he's like half changed half you know human still uh, it's a cool look, like, and it's and it's a practical effect, which we we get some practical effects throughout this movie, which we like, get a, f- a fair amount. Yeah, for 2010, that's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they this this is cool. So as as Calibos retreats, um, his blood drips in the in the sand, and it it spawns uh, giant scorpions for them to fight. And um, they're they're mostly CGI, but they they do get a few models at some point. Um, and the scorpions kind of mow through a lot of the soldiers. Uh, Perseus kills a couple. Mads kills one. Um, but then they they there are too many of them. But they're they're saved by a group of jinn, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, why did that happen? Why why right. did uh, you know the the sons of smoke from Islamic culture show up all of a sudden randomly again. This is another example of how this movie really wanted to be just like an old school like fucking like from the twentieth century five hours, you know, just 
just <laughs> yes. like basically just dropping you into this world with all kinds of like mythic characters and this like you know you have the kraken which is from you know like you mentioned from uh from Norse mythology and then now the djinn show up and they're like weird they're almost like power rangers villain looking things like like yes. 90s yes. era oh, yes. power rangers villains yeah no you're right like it's in a longer film or even a, a, a tv series or something like these things would have made sense but then just like squishing it all into the second act of a film that's not very long i mean it's not even two hours this film it's an hour 40 i think um so to cram all of that into this and yeah it's and like they really they're their their explanation for them is like oh yeah these guys were bad guys once but now they want to help us it's like but why but why do they want to help you i don't get it it's 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 video game D and D syndrome. Um, this is another kind of recurring whipping boy on our show, but like, and again, not not to. I'm a, I'm a huge fucking gamer. I, I'm not not to like just totally be a hypocrite, but when 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 that kind of mindset, like gamification of everything, just intrudes on storytelling, intrudes on movies. Um, you you just get so many things that you take as given. Like, oh, of course there will be two or three random random enemy encounters before we fight the final boss. That's how these things go. And I and I think like, oh, of course we're gonna find a few allies in unexpected places. Yeah. That's how these things go. Like structure and, and this kind of like formulaic I storytelling beats, they're they're fine. It's it just they, they do get old after a while for me. Yeah. But I don't know. They're cool. Like I like them. Uh oh hell yeah. Yeah, like I'm glad they added them as much as I'm glad they added like the two uh like you know Arab hunter guys like it's yeah it's like it's like closer to what I guess ancient Greece would have been like you know like yeah. ethnically a diverse area um you know cross cultural uh, Oh yeah um I I support any any attempt uh visual or otherwise to like destroy this a historical alt-right notion of like oh everything was pure and white back in the day so like in greece like that was that's the way to be so like and anything e even if it's like this 2010 movie age of mythology <laughs> thing that can just that can destroy that notion for more people i, I support it yeah that's yeah. you know that's a good that's another quality of this of this movie that you know we're definitely finding is that like on on the surface level it is you know a very it's your classic you know it's just like a big action you know, you know, superhero type movie, but then when you really think about it, I, and I mean really, really think about it, there's actually a lot more going on there than than meets the eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're thinking about it and we're telling everyone now, so that's that's <laughs> <laughs> that's the idea. Uh, so yeah, they they meet the the jinn save them from the scorpions. It turns out that the jinn um, control and have tamed the scorpions. Um, I guess like the leader, the the champion one, he joins he joins their party. Uh, he has a cool look. Like his whole like skin is made of like stone. And I think the reason they give is like, oh, the jinn. Whenever part of them gets injured or dies, they replace it with like an artificial body part. Or something like that. They replace it with like a mechanized body part. Oh, really? Which is funny. I didn't yeah. hear that part. I... And that's cool because that is a that is a D and D video game brain interpretation <laughs> of um 
the the paradox of the of Theseus, the Theseus oh, ship's Theseus paradox. Ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and that's a formal paradox in in logic. It's like, okay, so Theseus's ship was so famous that his descendants like preserved it forever. But one day the sail was rotting, so they replaced it. The next day, all the oars were rotting, so they replaced those. The next day, or the next year, the, the mast was rotting, so they replaced that. And at what point does it not become Theseus's ship anymore? Yeah. So it's it's like incremental implication. So like th- these video game nerds that made this movie, they're like, oh, that's like creating a, a cool gin character. So we're going to make it like that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it, that's kind of remakes on a whole too, like remake movies. Like, is this Clash of the Titans? Shit, that's... Oh, yes. fuck. <laughs> Damn. Oh, that was, that was this good. This is the Perseus Paradox. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yes. you know, once you replace literally everything, when you like, put sequences out of order, when you add new things, like, is it is this really a Clash of the Titans? Like, why, just, yes, why not I, name it something totally different? I mean, of course, like, for Hollywood, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's the name recognition, but... Um, they might have actually done even better than almost 500 million if they were just like, yeah, fuck it. This is a totally, this is, nah, probably not. I don't know. That's probably why it, it got 500 million. I take that back. Like, you can only get 500 million by calling this movie Clash of the Titans. <laughs> right. Um, I did get something out of order before they even meet Calibos and, and the Jin leader and everything. They do go to the Stygian witches and they they do the thing from Hercules where the three of them only have one eyeball and they have to share it. And they, they Perseus threatens to destroy, to throw the eyeball off a cliff unless they tell them how to defeat the Medusa, which they do. Oh yeah. And, and, and that's how they learn like, okay, we got to go kill Medusa in that once we, once we get Medusa's head, we can use that to kill uh, the Kraken. Yeah. Right. Cause when she looks at men, only men, not women, she can't hurt women, but um, so she's a misandrist of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> based uh, ba- the the Medusa manifesto instead of scum manifesto. <laughs> um, yeah, she if she she looks at men, she turns them into stone. Um, so, cra- the Kraken is a dude, I guess, and they're gonna use that on the Kraken. Right, but we don't see Kraken dick, so that's unfortunate. Shameful. It has tentacles though, which are just as good if you according to some people. <laughs> cra- oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, as many dicks. Kraken needs to hang dong. Uh, In the next version, the next <laughs> reboot of Clash of the Titans, Kraken needs to hang dong. Let's keep it real here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like Dr. Manhattan in the Watchmen movie. That's right. Oh, yeah. Hell, yes. CGI dong. Um, so, yeah, they, they get their gin ally. They, they continue on to the 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 Medusa's uh, lair. Um Io cannot go inside to help them because she's a woman, and like her Medusa's whole arena, only only men can go inside. And um, so the the remaining Argos soldiers, Perseus, the Jin dude, uh, and Mads, they all go inside. Nicholas Holt um, and then that other guy. Like, there's a few others. Yeah, well, the remaining Argos. Yeah, there's soldiers some that like, like have no personality, and I can't tell you yeah. what their names are. But yeah, um, Medusa kind of tears through them really quickly. Um, she has a bow uh, and arrows, which is just like Asian mythology. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Then, and she also has, of course, she's a giant snake woman, so she can just like stab people with her snake tail and, and turn them into stone and shit. Um, in the end, they all die except for Perseus, and Perseus cuts her head, her head off. Yeah. 
he does the um, back of his shield. And, uh, oh, we failed to mention he gets a new cool shield that the back of the shield is a mirror surface. Um, on the yeah. outside of the shield is uh, the scorpion hide. And one of the hunters says to him, I had to write this down because it was like just so video game speak he says oh you got this shield it's a very rare and highly and high quality item it's like yeah no one yes no human yes. being would say that to another human being no no it's yeah it's so good he, he gets his plus one shield um and then he yeah he he does kill the it's a cool set piece um the way like medusa kind of mows through the soldiers she she does like a cat and mouse thing um, she 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 does like sneak attacks and she'll sneak up on someone and then look them in the eye and they turn into a statue. Um, oh, and the way the Jin guy goes out is kind of cool because mm. he has like an artificial blue heart, and um, Medusa traps him with her tail, and she tries to turn him into stone, but he can't because he's artificial. And then he's like, "Ha ha, fuck you!" And then his heart he he self detonates his heart. Wait a second. The djinn self-detonates. Oh, shit. <laughs> Motherfucker. This, again. Oh, the, my, I didn't I, even I think of that. Of that. <laughs> okay, never mind. This movie's racist. Damn it. Okay, yeah, this is racist. <laughs> we take everything back. This, fucking movie, this movie's oh, actually oh for God. the chuds. <laughs> he, he literally does it all who Akbar. <laughs> Fuck That's me, man. Damn. Damn. I didn't even think of that. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. So in in the original is is are there gin? No, the I don't think so. <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's pretty. Bad. There's no gin. No, they added that just so he could. Oh my god. God damn. Good good catch, T. That was. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Like he laughs too, if I remember correctly. Like he. Yeah, he does. Yep. Like like yep. Medusa tries to, and like the Medu- Medusa is cool in this movie. Probably the coolest looking character in the whole movie. Just like. Uh, the fact that she's much more snake-like uh, than anything mm-hmm. else, um, but yeah, I uh, I think he he laughs and then it's like, there he goes. Yep. Oh damn. I gotta sit with that one for a little bit. Yeah, that <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's it's heavy. I'm glad someone did catch that though. Yeah, it makes sense um, too because like I don't know the French are super racist. Mm. Yeah. Not to say, yeah. like, Americans aren't either, and Louis Lottier didn't write this movie, so I'm not, but at the same time, I mean, it, it, it's just, probably everybody who made this movie is racist, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Perseus does get the head, he goes outside, uh, I was like, oh, I love you, this is great, we can, we have the head, but then who should show up again but Calabos, and he, he stabs and kills Io, and, um... Perseus and him have a little mini boss fight, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> but, uh, mini boss but, fight. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. You really <laughs> nailed it. This is it's like it's, it's <laughs> a video game, is what we're watching. Yeah. yeah, and that's why it should be longer too, right? Because like most video games, like your main story takes like ten hours, but like here, this movie tries to truncate all of that into under two hours. So, I really, I mean, I, I do, I do believe like this would probably be better if it was like an epic length if it was like a a lawrence of arabia length film sure yeah yeah um either that or like even like a miniseries like a yeah a limited miniseries just like one season kind of one and done yeah. and i know like oh god they did they did like rome um that was one that was kind of around this time 
period. Yeah. The, the thing that yeah. uh, the thing that Milius worked on. That's right. Yeah, John Milius did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was for like HBO or Showtime. I think it was. Show, yeah, I think it's Showtime. Or, or even maybe like Cinemax or one of those. Uh, <laughs> of course. Another, uh, I mean, another bit of evidence to why it should have been longer is like the two like comedic or who are supposed to be the comedic relief, but they never really get their shot before they meet Medusa. Like, because it's implied that like they're going into some dark world. And the two dudes are like, "Yeah, we're we're out. Fuck y'all. We're we're gone." Yeah, yeah. They just dip yeah, out of them there. them and the like, gins. Yeah, before we even kind of meet them, and like it, it would have been nice to at least get to know some of these characters maybe a little bit more, or have them have more of a chance to fulfill what was clearly their role. Uh, all of them, really. A lot of the characters that they don't like the the princess in Argos. Uh, who, you know, eventually, like, the weird... We haven't really mentioned White Dreads yet. Uh, he'll come in later. Uh, but, like, all of them need needed more time. We only saw a few scenes of some of these characters that were clearly supposed to be, like, meaningful characters. Yeah. Like, Liam... What's his name? Liam Cunningham, who plays one of the soldiers and he's kind of he has more bravado um than any of the other ones like he i think he's the first one to die in the medusa lair like she knocks him into the lava um yep. and like we just started to get like a hint of his characterization yep and then it's like oh he he's made, dead. He, made, he, he makes like dumb bet like dumb dad jokes and like everyone like rolls their eyes so it's like oh th- there's something there like he kind of started to distinguish himself but then the second he goes into the Medusa lair, like, I think uh, Mads Mikkelsen gets shot with an arrow. And then when he falls back, he knocks him yeah, into the lava. He knocks him into the lava. I was like, oh, okay. Well, see, see you later, Liam. Later, dude. And um, then, and, I mean, and Andromeda, like, it's, I forget this movie, like, is about saving Andromeda. Like, we, we see Andromeda for two seconds in right. the beginning of this film. And then at the end, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's clearly supposed to play that trope of like the like the you know the princess who you know helps who cares about the people because like the one the like we see her for a couple scenes one scene in the very beginning where she's like she stands up to her pops and she's like the people are upset and da 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 you need to help them and then there's another scene where you see her you know doing the classic handing out just chunks of bread to like poor right. street kids. And then it's like, oh, now she's going to be sacrificed to the gods or some shit. It's it's very kind of lazy, like like either either sword and sword and sandal fantasy or like high fantasy or low fantasy movies of this time period. There's always like they they always try to inject like modern sensibility into the heroes, like the especially like whenever there's a female princess character or like a female love interest character. Like, they're always given an edge of, like, oh, yeah, like, I respect the poor, too, and, like, I respect the peasants. And it, it, it's a very modern way of thinking for, like, these Bronze Age characters that um, it's, it's used as shorthand to show that, like, oh, they're the good guys because they, they're nice. Absolutely, because that is definitely not something. I mean, if there's, if there's one thing that especially that part of the ancient world was about was it had nothing to do with compassion at all. Like, I mean, right. it's it's about power and craftiness, really. I mean, it's not about love or forgiveness or helping others in many respects. I mean, there is obviously an emphasis on hospitality, us uh, even, you know, in, in the ancient Greek culture. And again, I'm not a scholar uh, on the era or anything like that. But 
I mean, you read things like the Odyssey or the Iliad. It's it's not about it's about strength. Strength is worshipped. Uh, power. It it's virtuous. It, the 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 conception of like Xenia, I think it was called, which is like hospitality, as he was mentioning. Like that that was held up as a virtue, but like being strong and being uncompromising that that's more those are more virtues than being um compassionate to the underclass like class consciousness was not a thing in ancient greece (laughs) like i mean it 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 was but people didn't like seek to to change it like like on an individual level like like princess andromeda does in this movie it's it's just like jarringly modern uh, for me, it, it always takes me out whenever I watch these kinds of movies. And I mean, we do <laughs> the thing about like, I mean, we definitely have a record of class consciousness from that era. It's just the thing is, it's all written from the perspective of aristocrats. So of course they would yes. they would worship power yeah. and control and dominance. And the only people that they would have respect for outside of themselves are those who are able to outwit the strong, be thereby proving that they are actually the stronger ones. Yeah. No, that's. Um... Yeah, that definitely doesn't come out in this movie. Um, <laughs> they weren't able to put all those complexities in there. Fuck. <laughs> I would uh, I would say that probably they weren't even aware of all those complexities, most likely. <laughs> um. So after Perseus has Medusa's head in a bag. Um. Oh yeah, he he meets Pegasus and he jumps on Pegasus. Yeah. They also meet uh, the ferryman, cool. uh, Karen. Karen, yeah, Karen. That, that that that's how they get to see the witches. No, that's how they see Medusa. That's how they get to Medusa. Right, 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 yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. No, they do make like the Stygian witch pit, and then like the underworld look very similar. Like it was probably like the yeah. other side of the set. They're like, okay, it's like we rotate this uh, five degrees, and uh, it's like straight live from the suburbs of Mordor. <laughs> we're gonna bring you like, <laughs> um. Yeah, he gets a cool black stallion Pegasus, which is pretty sweet. Um, he jumps on the horse. He starts flying back to Argos. Then we cut back to Argos. Uh, or, or first we cut up to Mount Olympus, and we get we get the meme. Release the Kraken! Yeah. We also should mention that not only did he get a cool shield, he gets Pegasus, but he gets, like, I, I want to say it's kind of like an exacto knife. Like, he gets, like... <laughs> right he gets like yeah, a, a yeah. safety knife lightsaber it's it's like a it's like a it's like a crude lightsaber style sword because he god there's so much there's so much in this movie um he meets zeus while they're traveling and the zeus is like yep you are my son here's a, here it's just casually dropped and he get, he gives him the the exacto knife yeah it's like an analog lightsaber it's yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. really strange um it glow. It has that really kind of garish and overdone glow, just like Zeus does. Yeah, yeah. And like the, for the most part, it just looks like a hilt, like a lightsaber. And then, yeah, magically the the blade come just it doesn't. But the blade doesn't come out of the. It's strange. It's a strange. It just, it just it just the blade just pops yeah. into existence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was cool. Like it was the actually it was one of the only times I was like, this is like. This is well, not the only time, but it was another one of those instances where I was like, "This is an interesting retelling of the original story." I was, you know, because uh, right. he gets, yeah, he gets a sword, he gets a shield, and he gets a helmet in the original, but they're just like standard, you know, they they look how we think ancient Greece looked, but this thing, you know, 
yeah it was more like 2010 looking like overly designed weapon the stuff all, all the all the props and stuff and the armor and the swords and shit and the sets like they're cool but um yet another thing endemic to the 2010s is like o- over designing fantasy or sci-fi stuff um just too too much needless detail too much like little things happening all over the screen uh it just need, needs need to be more kind of elegant i think it's better than the conan remake though yeah, that goes without saying <laughs> that, that that is a given oh i haven't seen that one yet oh yeah we did an episode on it yeah, we did an episode <laughs> on it it's um jason momoa is conan which Fuck yeah. perfect casting but he's good. Um, he's good after the first scene where conan is a child and takes down like these savages like after that scene it just kind of goes nowhere Aww. yeah it's, it's disappointing yeah you get like this little kid who can do like krav maga parkour <laughs> fighting and then it's just it's the um the villain is action film after that it's kind of a companion piece to this movie because the villain stephen lang is from avatar oh, yeah. just like sam worthington that's right <laughs> it's, um shit but yeah yeah so um we go back to argos and then andromeda is like okay i volunteer to sacrifice myself she does like the noble thing um and there, there's like this crazy guy with white this white guy with dreadlocks who's like a fanatical cult leader and he like burns his hand on purpose remember him yeah white dreads yes yeah yeah <laughs> it's true white dreads is a, uh, a great example of like how they try to fit this movie into a christian box because anybody watching this is like oh this is a fanatical like street preacher and he starts out kind of like as a weird street preacher but then you know as times get rough what happens is people start listening to the to this fanatical street preacher and right, you know if there's right. one thing that this movie teaches us also is you know because the king has cornrows if you don't remember yes don't that's recall, right don't trust <laughs> yeah. white people with those kinds of hairstyles jason yes. kai was one of the co-writers of this of this film like you just you don't trust him and we we learn <laughs> our lessons that's true yeah i forgot about that king guy I even think the wife might have had cornrows. The queen. A lot of them do. Who dies um, earlier. Some, yeah. some of the so- some of the soldiers. Yeah, do. Yeah, some of the soldiers do too. Um, he looked like Andrew Garfield, the um, the street preacher guy. Yeah, yeah. Kind I thought of he was Andrew at Garfield. first. I was like, shit, is he uncredited in this movie? <laughs> no. Andrew Garfield, when when he's in silence and he's like living, he's destitute, running away from the from the shogun. Yes. Yeah, he looked exactly like him. In, in, yeah. si- in Scorsese's silence. <laughs> um, so the Kraken comes out. Uh, what, what did you guys think of the Kraken design? The the turtle thing? The turtle yeah. tentacle? The tur- half turtle, half octopus? Fucking yes. with hands thing? Uh-huh. Um, I, I like kind of how alien it is it's like oh he has arms and a bunch of tentacles and he's really like he's really big like it, it felt suitably like bizarre looking mm. but um i i wasn't i wasn't super impressed I, he's big enough i guess that's, that's kind of cool. yeah i think that's what they're going for they're like this thing is super big they'll be so happy yeah. it's bigger than the original kraken <laughs> like i feel like that was kind of the level of discourse anyway in the 2010s where it's like if you make a remake the thing should the the monster should be like way bigger than the original monster like i remember people didn't like peter jackson's king kong because peter jackson's king kong was much smaller than the original king kong 
And people right. are like, oh, that's the wussy King Kong. Why isn't he gigantic like the so Kraken in dumb. 2010 Clash of the Titans? Yeah, so dumb. Um, yeah, he just, I don't know. The the size works, but like where 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 the tentacles come from? Do they like pop out of his back? It's like, like what? What's going on? Because he, like, he, he even has, like, spider legs, too. Like, oh, right. Like crab legs or something. Yeah, crab yeah, legs. Yeah. Like, so it was like, where the fuck? Yeah, where do the tentacles come from? Like, do they come out of his anus? Maybe those <laughs> are his dicks. Maybe he did yeah. have dong. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Like, that makes the most, that's the most logical to me. Okay, so I found a, a bunch of cool fan art here, including an 8-bit rendition of the Kraken. Wow. And it looks like... They come out of like, so he's kind of built like a centaur, and so like his his legs are like instead of like a horse, it's like a crab okay. essentially for the centaur body, and then he has his two arms and his his torso, and then like the tentacles come out of the top of like the crab body centaur part. Oh, okay, okay. Well, so it's kind of like so the best. I I like it. I want I want yeah. more of it. Yeah, we never. And this is a problem. Like we never get to see like a full, like a full on you know like shot of. The Kraken is just yeah. like you have to kind of infer what the parts of this monster are, which like c- kind of could be cool, but I don't know. Like it just doesn't work. Well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you're, I mean, it could have been. That's interesting. It didn't work with this movie, but I I think the the concept is cool. The idea, like, because it kind of puts you in the perspective of someone facing something that looks so completely alien that right. it's like, oh, that has tentacles and claws and it has a fucking a turtle's head and it's just this bewildering mess of of almost every sea creature in one but again because the movie doesn't give its it's just it's rushing through everything you know you don't really get a chance to really kind of like feel that yep yeah exactly that that is its problem um did either of you see the aquaman film oh yes no yeah no. there's the kraken in that movie and i think it's a better version like, of the kraken right that now. does exactly what we're describing like you never really get like a full-on look at the kraken and she, it is this thing, this thing is also like different kinds of sea creatures put together and it does feel just as alien but i think it also like it it gives you that sense of its size and of its like the sheer terror of coming across this thing this thing looks cool too because it looks like it could actually swim yeah yeah like the the tentacles come at the back but they kind of like trail along behind it and they're used for like propulsion that that's pretty sweet yeah it's totally underwater like it doesn't go above water they call it the carathen right <laughs> so basically the kraken yeah, it's basically the kraken um it's, it's somebody somebody with a lisp sneezing while they say kraken <laughs> oh, shit. Like, <laughs> it's i think it's um it's voiced by like judy dench or something julie andrews julie andrews yeah that's right <laughs> what the fuck sound of music that's amazing yeah that that's great it's all it's also female canonically too yeah. so yeah know. no aquaman's fucking great i actually i wanted it to do poorly at the box office so we could talk about it on the show but <laughs> it did so well and has like a decent reception um it, it'd be a stretch yeah, yeah. for us to talk about <laughs> we, we might just have to do it anyway yeah like, it's say, true fuck, fuck it. it like we have to treat ourselves to a good movie every once in a while <laughs> But this is a good movie good. that we're talking about what are you talking about <laughs> i forgot oh, oh sorry yes yes of course sorry <laughs> t yes of course <laughs> Uh, so what happens? Um, you just the, defeat the, the Kraken. Kraken. Like it's just like yeah, you just turn into the Kraken as it's about to eat. Oh well, Andromeda. Yeah, it's like smashing shit. It's like just going brah, just smashing everything. Um, Perseus comes back. He has the head. Um, but then Hades summons his little bat creatures to play interference 
and one of them steals the head and so we have like a little quick time event chase scene yeah we have monkey in the um, middle yeah and then the the ethnically ambiguous merchant dudes come back and they like shoot down a few of the they shoot down a few of the bats that are chasing Perseus. Yes, with their scorpion, because they took the scorpion yeah, that yeah. the jinn had, that the jinn trained and right, tamed. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Scorp- uh, Perseus grabs the head, and he, he turns the kraken into into stone. And, um, yeah, it, easy. And then uh, part of its hand crumbles apart and crushes uh, the king and the crazed preacher dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Kraken kills both uh, White Dreads guys. That's cool. Yeah. Powerful. <laughs> comrade, com- comrade Kraken. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's an anti-racist. Anti-racist Kraken. And then, like, all of these fights are kind of anticlimactic, too, because then Hades shows up, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. We get, again, more more RPG goodness. We get the secret boss after the final boss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If if you get a hundred percent completion, you can fight the secret boss, uh, which is Hades. But Perseus just instantly defeats him because he throws the Exacto sword, and it gets struck by lightning, and then it hits Hades square in the chest, and then he gets banished to hell. And that's yeah, it. he goes like into the Marianas Trench, and then we never yeah. see him again. Presumably, Presumably until the sequel, until the, right? Of course. Where I would hope he gets the sword back. Like, why would you throw away such a cool sword? <laughs> well, Jesus has to cast yeah. the devil into hell. Right. That, that's what we saw. That's what happens with the help of God the Father. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah, that's so true. It's so funny. I wonder if that was like, I wonder how intentional or how conscious they were of this when they were rewriting this movie to cast it in a more Christian mold. Mm. I mean, it, it's not super like explicitly Christian. It's just, it, it falls back into kind of that christian sense of um like 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 gnostic dualism like oh there's right. a good mm. god and there's a bad right. there's a bad god and they and they fight and we, we try to do good and that, that it, it's just like what most people conceive of in terms of like a generic spirituality there's a good source and a bad source yeah. and, and it's just it's it's modern storytelling right i mean you know it's it's like yeah. if you get the sid field book on screenwriting like it would tell you to do this so it kind of just ends it's just like i don't know they they perseus is offered by andromeda to be the king of argos and he refuses zeus offers to make him a god and he refuses but then he but then zeus brings io back to life for perseus so perseus has a girlfriend now (laughs) and then that's it it's weird too because like when when io shows up again like perseus has this like look on this on his face like oh dad Oh shucks! Like it's very <laughs> brief, but if you notice that, it's like, oh you, you gave me a girlfriend. Thanks, pops. <laughs> Make it up for all that lost time, dad. God, the sexual pathology is heavy. There's a lot of weirdness here that it's if you don't you, if you have a bad brain, like you'll notice these things, but like the lingering feet shot of the of the uh, destroyed Zeus statue. Uh, you know all the ass shots you know the Mm -hmm. cucking the fact that zeus you know ensures that his son you know my boy isn't going to be an incel (laughs) yeah and and you know the the explanation of the the medusa myth and and yeah that's the grim shit 
that um it's it's just yeah but the thing is like the film could be so much hornier and if it was hornier it would be a better movie yeah yeah um like i don't you know it doesn't have to have like a graphic sex scene or anything like that but i don't know like maybe just like make the dudes look hotter Mm. like you don't we don't even get and i don't think any of the dudes have like a shirtless scene like that's true huh yeah um i don't know mad mads is pretty hot but he's hot and everything yeah and like he, he he doesn't really get any beefcake moments he he kills a scorpion and then he gets turned to stone by medusa and that's about yeah. it well, he but, also but, teaches he also teaches perseus how to fight in the space of five minutes oh shit I, I yeah I, I did like that sequence um the choreography was pretty good like the way that he was just they were swinging swords around each other and just yeah perseus perseus learns like two moves from him and is able to beat him yeah well he's a demigod of course nicholas <laughs> yes yes uh yes how, how silly of me no but that that training sequence as short as it is and then the calabas fights like those are definitely the best like just small intimate fight sequences and and the, the yep. film does those really well i don't like i don't hate the scorpion scene but the scorpion scene goes on too long for what it is yes the scorpion scene does one thing cool that i never see in modern cgi laden action movies anymore um one of the scorpions it tries to stab perseus with its tail and it does two quick stabs into the ground and the soundtrack goes like dun dun like it it the the notes match the actual stab of the scorpion oh yeah yeah oh so it was like core like the the music was like choreographed to match what's happening on screen in like a very specific way and you you just don't see that like in in a marvel movie you don't really see you don't really see that (laughs) i like the score of this movie like i was surprised by it but there's yeah some genuinely good like leitmotifs and it just Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like a score from the 2010s like it does kind of have a bit of a classic score feel to it um and just like a yeah like a good action adventure score like not so much an 80s score but like it it feels like a maybe a 90s action adventure film who did the music um some guy raymond jawadi um a german score composer he also did the iron man the 2008 iron man he did warcraft Um, as well i think he did game of thrones he did he did Warcraft. yeah (laughs) you're right pacific rim um yeah, so he's done he's done quite a lot. Interesting. And a lot of and, fan- oh, fantasy and sci fi. Blade Trinity. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Hell yeah. Not his that was not his best score, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean no, that, that that was his first solo, I think. Oh, was it? Okay. I'll give him I'll give him uh yeah, some slack then. <laughs> Interest yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. And so now yeah, let's that, review Wrath of the Titans. Let's uh, roll it all into two and one. I, I am interested to see where they go from this. <laughs> Apparently, it takes place 10 years later in the story. Fuck, I got to watch this. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's. it's uh, no, no Gamma Arterton. No so, Gamma Arterton. So I'm who not, cares? Not, re- not really but, sold. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's more like creature heavy. So there's a Chimera. There's a Minotaur. That's good. That's cool. That's good um, shit. There's um there's a few other like monsters there on on the poster there is a shadow lava man that looks like chronos it from is chronos. Age of mythology yeah hell yeah, yes it is chronos my understanding that is actually chronos hell yes that's good shit and then there's like a, a it looks like kind of like a statue of a soldier it's like two 
two dudes in one. What? It's like these two statues put together. Yeah. You know what that might be a reference to? Um, you know how I think it was like Plato said like before the fall of man, they were two, ah. they were all hermaphrodites back to back. Okay. And then yeah. and then they fell and they separated and that's why we that's why we get married to to do our best to recreate our our primordial state. I bet it's a reference to that because I think that's what the character looks like. Like two dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're statues and they're back to back and they're connected at the hip. I think. Yeah. Uh, I forget. I forget what the hell those things are called. Um, Greek Surely it's monsters. a long ass Greek word. Oh yeah. Whatever. I I can't find it. I'm not going to spend fucking 15 minutes looking at this. Well, there's some cool monsters in the second one, so I'll sure. probably watch yeah. it independently of this podcast. <laughs> we're just say we, we we can just watch it for this podcast. We don't need to. We could. We could. Um. Workers of note, uh, Lewis. Do we want to run through this really yeah, quick? I wanted to highlight the um, the individuals who cared for the horses, um, and <laughs> oh, I also yeah. love that each one of these people has like a different title. So we have Ricardo Cruz Jr., who is the horse trainer. We have uh, Jose Antonio Ona Sanchez, who is the stunt horse person. We have John Kearney, horse wrangler. Uh, Steve Old, horse coordinator. Uh, Pete White Horse Master uh, so they all get their, their own titles um, and then we also have uh, Gil Radding the Animal Coordinator and Jim Club the Animal Trainer uh, uncredited um, yep. there were horses throughout this movie they, they, did good, they did a good job yeah I mean it can't be easy wrangling and mastering and coordinating horses in like all, like on schedule and just with all these fault like shit falling everywhere and people in weird costumes yeah gosh ho- horse master is such a great title too good lord right yes, yes. i would Pos- that's poseidon yeah that's why it's ridiculous that poseidon's barely in this movie like <laughs> yep why yeah i don't know um because isn't like pegasus also Pose- like poseidon's creation no Pe- pegasus was created um when someone's head Peg- pegasus medusa. was spawned by medusa when oh right he springs from medusa's head pegasus springs from medusa's head um but like that seems that that wouldn't fly in like a modern interpretation i feel that's like too like surreal yeah so they, they needed to like we we do they do run across like a herd of of pegasi like when they're traveling Right, that's right technically pegasus is supposed to be a solid like it's a singular being right mm-hmm. it's not yes. like a species yes. yeah yeah correct <laughs> that 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 is the deification of of greek myth it's like oh anyone can have a pegasus it's just they exist <laughs> yeah it's just it's just your mount that when you get to a certain level when you level up uh you can just you can pick whatever mount you want and you can pick a pegasus um we also have and this is worth mentioning because it's one of the as we said the calipos fight scene the first one is one of the better like small intimate fight scenes in the film but it had some really interesting wire work um so i wanted to highlight stephen crawley who was the special effects wire supervisor kevin matthews standby wireman and gavin weatherall the wire cam supervisor um it like kind of took me out of the film but in a good way because i realized like oh you can still do practical like stunt work even in a movie that costs a bajillion dollars 
Um, but like when he throws Perseus like down a hill, he's like running after him, and that's like they legitimately do wire work there um, to like augment right. his 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 z- descent. Um, and then he like jumps off a cliff at one point to like attack Perseus, and that was also right. a, a practical stunt with wires. And it was just like, oh yeah, you don't have to like create a fully CGI person to do a stunt like that. Like you can literally just like put a rig on a guy and it looks cool as hell. Yeah. No, it's the standout fight for me. Um, just cause it like, it actually happened to some extent. Um, yeah, there's really very little CGI in that, that fight yeah. scene with him and Calabas. Cause again, like we said, Calabas is, is practical. Like he has uh, prosthetics on like his horns and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll move on to our closing thought recommendation here. Um, I'll take broke. Sounds good. Um, for a broke recommendation, um, any mythology fans, like true mythology heads, unlike me and Lewis, who are, who are posers here, <laughs> um, who just want like a gold mine of, I don't know. Like, I, I picture like a true mythology fan, like like my friend June. Uh, I shout out to June um, from my other podcast, uh, One True Pod. Go go listen to it. Um, she's actually into this stuff on a scholarly level and i can only imagine like the drinking game that she would come up with this, up for this movie. <laughs> it's like oh kraken is is from norse norse myth not not greek myth take a take a drink every time they say the word kraken um or something but yeah there's it's it's a whole mishmash it's it's a fun and loving mishmash and we, we've we've all elaborated on why we like it but like it doesn't really hold up in terms of like actual fidelity to the myth yeah um you take woke i'll take bespoke uh yeah so for our woke recommendation um i don't know i just i got like heavy like fail children energy in this movie to, to, to some degree um perseus is like he's he he's successful in his quest but like kind of just he gets it everything handed to him literally in the case of the sword um but like if you want if you want this this movie does function as a myth but it's a modern day myth for sublimating um, your resentment against your parents into class consciousness, I think, because <laughs> it's it's about overthrowing overthrowing like gods and, and your masters to some degree, uh, and how that's a continuous cycle. So maybe it could be like a nice little entryway for for all right fashy people who who need some class analysis. <laughs> that that that's that's a that's a stretch though. It's a big <laughs> hope of mine. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like they kind of give up any class analysis after like the first 30 minutes of this movie it does fall apart very quickly or even any kind of like um uh yeah any theological analysis either right like it kind of just goes out the window um right it starts out as a movie that's trying to be an epic and then it becomes they just kind of dialed in it's like we're actually who are we who are we shitting people we're, we're making a big budget action film let's just do that come on let's go yeah yeah no exactly like it's a part of me thinks that like it, it must be some kind of like producers in the background being like hey you got to stay on budget you got to stay on schedule we don't even think we can sell this movie just like make whatever you can out of this garbage and then like let's get on with it and Louis Letier who like I you know I don't love all of his movies but I do think he's a more talented director um than some you know modern action cinema directors like he's just like all right fine if this is what you want i know how to make this movie i know how to make the movie you want but like there's another version of this movie in his head that he wasn't able to make 
Oh, you definitely feel that. That is definitely on point. Like, that is definitely a vibe you get with this thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and our bespoke recommendation is something yes. that we've been saying this whole time. Uh, if you're fans of Age of Mythology, um, yep. this is the closest thing to a film adaptation of that series. Uh, you have the Kraken. Uh, you have uh, the Middle Eastern uh, mythologies, which are... That's the one thing I wish the um, Age of Mythology expansion would have done instead of Atlanteans, because, like, they basically just... The Atlanteans are more or less an extension of the Greek in that game. Like, they should just be like, no, fuck it. We're going to do some, you know, some, a Muslim, you know, a sect of a Muslim, Muslim religion, and we're going to have, like... Um, uh what's uh, like manticores although there are manticores in the game but manticores are specifically like a middle eastern uh mythological beast and i think the greek have them in the game nick is that right i'm sorry which which creatures manticores yes who has them in the if game is it worship- the atlanteans or the greek the greek if you worship apollo okay but like manticores are a, a middle eastern mythological beast I think it's one of those ambiguous ones that's kind of like from Asia Minor, which is like there was some cultural exchange with yeah, ancient yeah. Greece, so it's, it kind of blurs the lines. Right. Um, I guess that makes sense. But then, like, if you had Middle Eastern, you know, a religion in in Asian mythology, you could have had the jinn like this. You could have, yeah, it could have been. I'm telling you, what what they should what they need to do for the next Age of Mythology uh, expansion pack is is do like ancient ancient Hebrews and just Ooh. like have all. Of, Oh, All of their heavy. myth units just be diff- different types of golems. Yes, yes, yeah. Or like the or like the Old Testament angels who like you can't even look at them or like hear their voice. Mm, and stuff yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have old Canaanite uh, myths and things like that. Ball and yes, like all those guys. You know, ancient Sumer and you know all that. Yes. just the kind of Near Eastern. Uh, all those kind of. Uh, different gods and shit and you might as well bring in gilgamesh fuck it yes holy yeah. shit he, i mean he, hero unit right there for sure we have to we have to write to um ea ea games right is that who created that series we have to write to them now and be like all right here are all our ideas <laughs> for all the myth units and all the hero units for your next expansion pack to a game that no one plays <laughs> just right yet so it was originally made by Microsoft Game Studios, but um, at this point, oh no, it's it's Xbox, Xbox. Game oh, Studios of course, now. of course, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, that is Age of Mythology, the movie. <laughs> um, I guess uh, T, thank you for suggesting this, getting us to watch it, and for being here today. Yeah. Oh, th- thank you, fellas. Of course. I mean, we we will definitely have to have you back for the sequel. I, I I'm pretty invested, especially if it's more creature heavy. I do want to watch the next one. Yeah, we would definitely love to have you back for uh, either Wrath of the Titans or if 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 you do want to watch uh, Dracula Untold. Uh... <laughs> I would love to watch. I mean, I'm gonna watch both of these. That's just that's the fact. You know, whichever <laughs> one you want me on for, I would be. It would be my pleasure and i would be honored to to uh talk about those movies with esteemed film critics such as yourself (laughs) hell yeah um so uh t do you want to plug uh your podcast or anything else uh i'd love to um i host a podcast with my brother austin and our uh friend leroy it's called machete mate 
it's a uh, politics podcast uh, around uh, Latin American issues. Uh, we also do deep dives on history and uh, philosophy coming from the region. And being that we're all Puerto Ricans, we kind of uh, have a... Uh, we generally talk about Puerto Rico, you know, weekly. We do a weekly current events podcast. Uh, and then the deep dives uh, every few weeks, usually once or twice a month. Yeah, that's awesome. It's oh, uh, yeah. it's a real yeah. podcast, folks. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's one of those ones where you learn things. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, they learn things from us. It's just how useful are the things they learn from us. <laughs> I don't... Look... Culture is important, and it's important for folks to have a break from, sure. like, the shit that, like, it's important to have a break from both, like, politics-heavy podcasts and then the politics by, you know, failed comedians. It's important to, to <laughs> you know, you need breaks from that where you're just talking about good movies or not-so-good movies or movies so bad that they're good. This, you know, you guys are great. Well, thanks. Yeah, that, oh, sure, yeah. that was our thanks, idea. Means... I think, at least, you know, to add some levity to the discourse while also trying to be somewhat relevant. Um, but yeah. uh, no, I, I was in a few episodes of your podcast. I have to get back on the horse and listen to. I, I want to listen to all of them because you guys started what uh, two, two, three months ago now. Uh, yeah, we started around April, but like we really started cranking out the content in the like the last six weeks we kind of switched to that weekly current events schedule yeah and shit like that but yeah a few months ago um it's going along it's it's definitely been a learning experience that's for sure uh, podcasts i found are both harder and easier to make than you realize yes that's fucking true yeah well no i it's it's a great podcast and i think it's just a great resource for the left in general because you know we tend to think of like two or three places uh like for historical leftism and we tend to leave the global south out of it so um it's 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 a good reminder that there's other people in this world besides europeans and americans well they are americans they're south americans that's right that's one of the points of the podcast is that people in the united states have more in common with those uh to the south you know our, our fellow americans to the south of us than than they do uh other parts of the world those are really kind words thank you i appreciate that very much yeah uh, it's it's a, yeah. it's the reason why i started listening to it i mean of course because you're a comrade of mine but uh it's just it's it's uh it's a my own deficiency in uh my understanding of of, of world world history and uh leftist history so i was like oh this is the this is a perfect resource for me personally uh <laughs> yeah thank you that's that's very kind and you can follow us. We have a, a Twitter account, of course, like everybody else. Um, Machete Mate, you know, mach basically to trans uh, sort of translate uh, a machete uh, and mate, the, the tea. So, you know, just search for that. Um, and, you know, you can find us on all your podcasting apps and services. And yeah, we'll we'll be sure to tweet about it um, when this episode drops. We and link everything. Yeah, I'll, I'll link um, everything in the show notes as well. And you guys just started a Patreon too, right? We did, we did. We started a Patreon about a week ago. Yeah. Hell yeah! Awesome. Yeah. Give get give that them some get that dough. coin just like Perseus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to emphasize though, like it's not going to be you know, it's very much still a labor of love. We're not paywalling or anything like that. It's just you know. If you appreciate what you do, you know, give us some of that cheese. 
Oh yeah, yeah, sure. We're we're kind of operating on the same level there. Um, we don't we don't pay well on anything, but we if anyone wants to throw us a dollar a month, we'll certainly want to say no. Yeah, we found that like paywalling our stuff just meant that no one would listen to it. Uh, Damn. <laughs> so we at the beginning of quarantine, actually, we unlocked. I think we had like two or three uh, locked. You know for um subscribers yeah, content the, the ewok episodes I think, yeah, yeah ewok episodes our conan episode um the arnold conan film <laughs> and we just we we're like you know we'll unlock these like the point is for people to listen to these so we um we're always looking for guests too we would love you know because like you know i know you guys don't take yourselves too seriously but you're you know more about movies than i ever could we would l- I mean, I'm going to extend the invitation to y'all to come on our show to maybe talk about, like, uh, some Latin American cinema at some point, maybe, you know, in the future, if you wouldn't mind. That'd be awesome. I'd love it. Yeah. 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 Um, it could be a good movie, even. Um... Or we could do a telenovela. We could keep in line with, <laughs> in line with, you know, kind of a meeting of the, yes. of the world's. Yes. Yes. Oh, that would be good because because I I I think this is true about Lewis, but definitely true about me. Like I have next to no exposure to to that um that format, so it would be interesting to like jump into it like just as completely fresh as possible. Yeah, I have um yeah I have like a passing understanding of like telenovelas and stuff. You know, I kind of learned a little bit about them in 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 school, but uh, I've never actually watched one, so that would be really interesting. Um. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show, fellas. For real. Yeah, no, it's it's. I, I said this last episode. We're just go, we're just recording a bunch of um, guest episodes. But like everyone has been great so far, and um, everyone brings something different. So it's it's always. Th- this was a good episode, and it it, it was. A lot of fun because like I definitely wanted to see this movie back in 2010, but I was like, eh, it looks kinda... <laughs> I was a little ashamed too. So I'm, I'm glad I I finally had like a reason to. <laughs> I think I saw it in theaters actually when it came out um i'm fairly certain i was still like a pothead back then so i'm fairly <laughs> certain when i first saw it i was just fucking high off my ass in the theater yes hell yeah hell yeah you were you were um honoring honoring the ancestors and you were you're getting in touch with with your oracle side <laughs> <I guess>. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I'll, I'll run through our plugs here really quick. Um, as always, uh, follow us, retweet us, like us, all that, all that bullshit. Uh, Patreon, on Patreon.com, we are pro underscore con, no spaces. Uh, on Twitter, we are at proletarian C, no spaces. Uh, Facebook, just search for proletarian contrarian. Um, and Instagram, we are proletarian dot contrarian. Uh, as usual, no spaces. Um, yeah, just follow us. We're we're trying to be more more active and everything. I I, I always say that every time I plug, but um, <laughs> we we've been pretty good. I I, I post some yeah. memes. I post some hot takes. You you post some some of Celeste the cat, yeah. which is I nice. Post, I try to keep the Instagram going. Down, do it for the gram, as they say. Do it for the gram. Um, so yeah, thank you. Um, thank you again, uh, T. This was great. Good episode and good movie. I I do like it. It it's it's good. I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> and uh, I think yeah, that's everything. We will see you next time. See you next week, folks. Brother, do 
Release the Kraken! 